Yo MTG Taps is sponsored by LegitMTG.com. Strategy, streams, and singles, LegitMTG has it all. Oh yeah, and now us. So check us out every Thursday on LegitMTG.com and stop back every weekday for more great Magic the Gathering content and product. MTG Taps. I'm Big Head Joe. And I'm Stephen Marshall. And we are joined this week by the host of the Deck Tease podcast, Aaron Campbell. Aaron, how's it going? Great. How are you guys? Doing excellent. How are I'm you? so happy to be here. Good. <laughs> I have so That's... much respect for you guys as a long-running podcast. Like it's people, I think it's very easy to start a podcast, but it's so much harder to maintain one. And you guys, 2,100 followers on Twitter, you know, so many shows you've done. Uh, just mad respect for you guys. I'm honored to be here. Um, you know, I thank you so much. And I, I'm, I'm glad that we've been able to pick the show up. And I feel like we've, 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 uh, you know, respected the show despite you know Stephen's clear inferiority to Joey. Um, <laughs> <Word> up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, you know, and and uh, and and you know, just to send some respect right back your way. Um, you know, I didn't get a chance to listen. I'm really bad at listening to podcasts. Like, oh, me too. I, I don't listen to anyone anymore. Like, I I listened to a random episode of Top Eight Magic and like and tweeted about it. I was like, listening to my first uh, Top Eight Magic in years and blah 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 and and. Uh, and Flores was like, I don't know whether to be insulted or just be happy that you listened. Or <laughs> he's like, he's like, because you haven't listened to us in years. What? I'm just so bad at like listening to podcasts. But uh, what I, I did get a chance because um, you know you you uh, emailed us about appearing on the show and and I went back and I listened to a couple of your recent episodes at the time and uh, it's a great show. I really love the amount of research you do. You do so much good research on your guests and. Uh, and I could never be as prepared for an interview as you. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Oh, you wrote some notes? Cool. Like, Stephen writes notes, and I kind of go, cool. There we go. We'll look at those. Uh, yeah, I saw some of the Pro Tour. Whatever. Like, let's do it. So I'm so, like, seat of my pants kind of guy. You know what I mean? So, like, right. to see the amount of preparation you put in it, it's just, it's just impressive and admirable. So Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll second that. I really like your podcast. And when I get the chance to actually listen to podcasts, um, Yours is definitely, like, probably after limited resources is probably the one I listen to other than, like, Top 8. You guys, you and Top 8 are, like, the... Wow. I, yeah, limited resources I always listen to. And then every other week I probably listen to yours and Top 8 if whenever they re decide to release an episode. And that's probably about it. Wow, that is so sweet. Making a redhead blush is illegal in 13 <laughs> states, just so you know. So I am, you guys are committing a crime right now. But no, thank you. I relate so much to what you said about not, not listening to podcasts because people assume because we are podcasters that we partake in a lot of podcasts. And when I do listen to podcasts, I'm very old school. Like I will physically go to the website and right. hit the play button. I just subscribed to my first podcast a couple of months ago and it's RuPaul's podcast. 
dance because I nice. love RuPaul. Nice. And I've never done anything like that before. So when it first happened, I was like, where did all these episodes come from? And why are they? And they're happening. And they're all downloading. And people are like, have you never subscribed to a podcast? And, and no, I don't know what it's like to be a listener and, and be on the other side of that. So every once in a while, these shows just magically appear. And now I know what it's like when my listeners say, I'm so behind because I'm so behind on RuPaul's <laughs> podcast. Um, but yeah, I just can't listen to it while I work. I'm very, I need it quiet when I work. And um, I, I just, I'm not one of those people that can listen to that on the road. Like I have to be in a certain zone to listen to podcasts. Um, and, and God bless the people that can and, and who consume our work, but I just don't. <laughs> right. And I've never listened to RuPaul's podcast. But I do have to say, <laughs> no, no, I have to say that uh, I watched uh, Drag Race for the first time this season. Yes! And I was <laughs> a Bianca Del Rio supporter. <laughs> So uh, it's good to be on the winning team. Uh, Fantastic. (laughs) Although uh, Bendela Krem not making the final three was a travesty. And um, because uh, I think that she was very, very, very underrated. But um, I think it was actually funny. I was actually kind of rooting for Trinity Bonet. I thought she made a really great turnaround. Like, you know, her arc of being this sort of introverted, doesn't really enunciate, you know, problem child to being this noble, beautiful queen. I was like, oh, God, she really could have taken it. And then they sent her home. And I was like, oh, so. um, But I love that you love it. That's awesome. I, I I didn't expect her to make the final three, but she had a, big breakthrough and it was just yeah it was really good to see someone like come out of their shell like that for sure (laughs) anyway uh so uh uh so just kind of uh briefly uh in you know for our listeners who are as bad at listening at to other podcasts as we are uh (laughs) why don't you tell people a little bit about yourself where you're from how long you've been playing magic uh things like that how your podcast got started and uh just give us a little bio Sure, sure. So I am from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, born and raised. Uh, I'm 31 years old. I'm a Virgo. Uh, I've been playing Magic since Ice Age. Uh, one of the first cards I ever saw was a Lurgoif and fell in love with it. And to this day, I still love graveyard-based strategies. Um, I played Living End for over a year in Modern. Still love it. Um, I'm a sucker for dread strategies and reanimation strategies and, and delve and things like that. It's one of my, one of my favorite things. And um, I was a World of Warcraft player for six years. I was a blogger. I had a blog called thestoriesofo.com. Um, and then I had a podcast called the Double O Podcast. And when I came into magic, I realized it was going to be hard to be a blogger if you weren't under one of the big sites. Mm. So I really wanted to find a way to break into the community that I felt would actually work. Because um, especially if you're a new blogger and no one knows who you are, like you haven't won anything, mm. you're really not likely to get any listeners. So I thought podcasting was the way to go. And my show started off as being what I call like mini episodes, where there was a WoW podcast I used to listen to called The Mana Cooler, which is still around. And he would do these little like 10 minute shows where he would be like hey i'm working on my jewel crafting and that would be an episode or hey my guild bank sucks like (laughs) and that would be an episode so these little bite-sized episodes and i thought that was a really novel concept and i started doing that with magic and eventually i started having people on and people really responded to that they thought i was very good at interviewing and i also got very hip to the fact that when you have people on your show that's a really great way to get your name out there especially when you're new so you have somebody on your show with 500 followers and they retweet you that's 500 people who are seeing your show and then if one of them retweets you it's even more exposure um and before i knew it it snowballed and I went from being on a very small network to Medina picking me up on Legit. I was on Legit for a while and then when Legit changed hands I moved to Gathering Magic um, and I've been on Gathering Magic ever since so I'm very happy and uh, it's just been a wild ride and, and I'm here and it keeps getting bigger and bigger and, and I'm loving every minute of it. 
and you've got the, some of the like the best guests. Like just, <laughs> you just seem to get consistent quality guests, you know? Yeah, I've been very lucky. I've, I've actually been talking to Richard Garfield. We're working on having him come on next, um, which, is, which is crazy. I know, I queened out so hard when he, just even seeing, just even looking in my inbox and seeing Richard Garfield, I was like, uh, holy crap. Yeah, that's kind of amazing. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's cool, it's cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, and you have uh, definitely... Um, made a name for yourself in the community and so much so that you wound up on the community cup this year. So uh, I know what was that? Congratulations. <laughs> That's really cool. Um, and uh, yeah. So tell me a little bit about that. Like, what was that like? So uh, you were there with, uh, with Scotty Mack and uh, some Tom others. Ross? Tom, yeah, Ross. Tom Ross, Paul Chion, Frank Lepore, uh, Bjorn from Svenska Magic, which is a Swedish site, uh, Mariah, who had that terrible accident, and Team Panda. Um, uh, Sean Plot, Day9 was there. Uh, who am I? I feel like I'm forgetting somebody. Uh, I think that's everyone. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I initially campaigned a little bit to be on the team this summer. This is when the campaigning was happening, and you know, Scotty had his avatars that everybody was 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 using to plug him, and I was sort of running on what I called the minority vote. <laughs> I was going, you know, do you want to see nine boring old straight guys on the community cup? Absolutely not. I was like, you know, you need to pick a girl. You need to pick a trans girl, and we're gonna we're gonna show them what the community's really like, and and, you know, some people voted for me or whatever, but I didn't make the cut the first time. So they, they named the team. I was not on the team. And I was okay with that. So I went to Gen Con. I did some other things. I, I burned all of my vacation time. <laughs> and uh, the week before the event, Trick Jarrett started following me. Now, Trick Jarrett has unfollowed me and followed me a handful of times. So, really? That's um, so yeah. funny. <laughs> so when Trick started following me, I'm like, crap. What does he want? What did I do? And then he sends me a tweet and he goes, Aaron, can you email me, please? And me being me, I'm like, crap, what, what did I do? What did I say? And I'm thinking I'm doomed, you know? <laughs> so he emails me and he goes, uh, Dalibor Trinka, who is a level two judge from Mexico who had made the team, Dalibor has to drop out for personal reasons. Uh, you were one of the people that had the next highest number of votes. Can you be in Seattle next week? And I'm immediately thinking of a plane ticket's going to be super expensive on a week's notice, you know? I was like, I don't know if I can afford this. And he goes, we, we'd pay for you to come out here. And I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. but then I'm like, I have no vacation time. So I'm like, I, 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 th I thought it wasn't going. I used all my vacation time. I don't know how I'm going to get off of work. So I had sick time available. So I had to ask my boss, I was like, so I'm not sick, but can I be sick next week and go to this thing? And he, of course, was very supportive. And he's like, go have fun, do your thing. Um, so I practiced whatever I could in like three days because I still had to release a show for that week that I found out I was going and then release a show for the next week. So I had to record two shows in that time frame, plus practice, you know, plus get all the travel arrangements ready, sign the NDAs, make, come up with a headshot, fill out a survey. It was just this blur. Um, and, and then I couldn't say anything for two days. And then when they announced it, it was just like it, this tidal wave of new followers. And I'm on all these websites and people are talking about me. Um, and then I go to the event and it was just positive from top to bottom. Like I went into it thinking it was going to be 75% work and 25% business. And the opposite happened. Like it was so much fun. There was never any moment. Because I admit I didn't do very well. There was one event I crushed and then the rest I didn't do so hot in. And there was never a moment of how could you do this? What were you thinking? You're terrible. It was always, all right, let's get back in this. We've got this. Just positivity from head to toe. Um, and I got very attached to my team. And I cried the last night I was there. Like I did not want to go home. Um, and I remember the moment that made me cry. Can I tell you the moment? Yes. 
Okay, so uh, so the last night we were there, which was Sunday, um, Wizards took us out to eat because they did every day. Like Wizards, Wizards picked up the tab for everything, which is crazy. If you ever get so to party nice. with them, money is just not an issue. <laughs> Whatever you want, whenever you want it, they've got it. So they took us out to dinner, and Helen gave this really nice speech about how much they enjoyed seeing our team spirit and how much they enjoyed watching us just bond and 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 whatever. And we went back to the hotel, and we were cubing in the hotel lobby because Frank brought his cube, and one by one we started to call it a night. So Paul had to get up in the morning and he was the first to go. And then Mariah was having some pain because she's, you know, in her wheelchair or whatever. So she left. And then I was getting tired and I said goodbye and hugged everybody. And um, as I was walking away, I turned around and I looked at them and they were all playing and they didn't see me. And you have to understand that for the time that we were together, we did everything together. Like with the exception of Frank having to slip away to meet a deadline or um, Paul slipping away to be with his family, we did everything together. We had breakfast together. We played together for the six or seven hours. We would have dinner afterwards together. We would cube together. We we spent every waking moment together. Um, And I looked at them and I was like, you know, I'm going to get up tomorrow morning and they're not going to be here. And we're not going to walk to Watsi together. And I'm not going to come back to the hotel with them. And I started to cry. And I mean, I really got attached to those people. And I didn't think that I would. And I remember going back to my room. And I packed and cried. <laughs> and I called one of my friends who lived on the East Coast. And and it was like that blubbering. She was like, you know, are you ready to go home? And I was like, I don't want to go. <laughs> and, and even last week, I was on a Google Hangout with some friends who I hadn't talked to in a while. And I lost it again. They were like, how's it going? How was the team? And I was like, I miss my team. <laughs> and I, ju- I didn't expect that to happen at all. And, right. and even now, we still, we still find reasons to keep in touch. We still find reasons to, hey, remember when we did this or to send each other a photo? And um, it just turned into this great experience. And, and I love each and every one of them. And um, I never would have dreamt that would have happened <laughs> at all. That's, you so. know, that's the sign of a really strong team, right? It's I like mean, summer yeah. camp. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> right? and, and I understand now, like, I mean, I've had pros on my show, like Kai and John or them, and, you know, I've asked them why they take breaks from the game. And I remember Kai specifically, Kai Buddha, you know, freaking Kai Buddha, you know, when I asked Kai why he took a break, he was like, well, my friends weren't playing anymore. And at the time of the interview, I thought that was so strange. I'm like, you were on top of the world and you stopped playing because you had no one to play with? What's wrong with you? And after that experience, like after the community cup, I get it. I get why the fame isn't enough or the money isn't enough or the status isn't enough. And and wanting those people, I get it. Yeah. And, I, and I didn't get it before. And now I understand why, you know, these guys go to the pro tour a week before. That's what they have the most fun doing, seeing each other, having that shared experience. The tournament's great and all, and yeah, they want to win. But I know how excited LSV was to see Paul Cheon again. And he actually said Paul Cheon makes the pro tours for me. Again, that's LSV. You know, the fact that one person makes his pro tour, that's huge. Yeah. And I think that we don't think about that a lot of the times where we play because of the people. Um, and that's a big thing. So I think since we already touched on like the decks and stuff you like to play, what's your favorite format anyway? Well, I was a standard girl for a long time and then Theros happened. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it was it was Pack Rats and Thassa and that whole nonsense. <laughs> and then I stopped I actually stopped playing mod I actually stopped playing standard because of that. Um mm-hmm. the format was stale. I hated the decks. Yeah. Uh, I remember when rotation happened, I didn't find anything that I liked. Like I have to like what I play. Right. And I just didn't like anything. And I tried everything. You know, I tried Esper Control, I tried Orzolf mid range, I tried, you know, everything and I didn't really find anything, so I stopped playing standard, then I started playing 
playing Modern. And I went into Modern playing Living End because it was affordable and I picked it up very easily. And I did okay with it. You know, I, I would, I top eight at a couple of premiere events online and a couple, I won a couple dailies and, you know, made some decent showings at some local IQs or whatever. Um, and then I realized that I liked Modern enough where I wanted to invest in it. So I recently poured a bunch of money into a Jun deck. Nice. Um, so I bought my Tarmos and my Bobs and my Lilies and, you know, I'll use any excuse to use Olivia Vildaren. So, <laughs> um, so when I saw that, when I saw that Olivia was in Modern, I was like, I'm in. <laughs> I'm doubling down on the Olivia. Uh, so I've been playing Jund, and uh, most of the GPs that I want to attend next year are Modern. I really enjoy the format. Um, I started playing Standard again now that, you know, rotation has happened. I'm not quite sold on it yet. Like, there's a couple decks that appeal to me, but I still feel like my heart is in Modern. Like, I still love all the decks in Modern, except for Burn. Um, <laughs> hey. Yeah, no, Girl, I... just. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I I appreciate modern. I love the eternal formats. I would love to play legacy, but we have nowhere to really play that in Milwaukee. So modern would be my favorite format right now. I, I respect a lot of the win conditions. I appreciate so many of the cards, and it's just a fun format. What about um? Have you thought about uh? Because I mean, you've got the Soltai Delve. Um, you've got Abzan Delve. I actually saw <laughs> there was a list of that, and then there's also just straight up as Abzan Reanimator, uh, mm -hmm. in standard right now. Are any of those um? you know, picking your interest or anything? I was actually, Christian Siebold, uh, one of the MTG Madness guys, he played a deck that was called Widisi at the Pro Tour, and he did a deck tech about it. And I like it, but I feel like the Sidisi decks are always, she's very hard to build around. And you either have to go all in on the Delve, or you have to try to play a fair deck. And I feel like his deck just wasn't quite there yet. Like, he was running four Whips and four Hornet Queens. And I can understand having maybe, like, a couple of them, but four didn't sound right. And Yeah, the four... Four whips. I've seen a couple lists with four whip, and it just yeah. seems weird. Yeah, and his sideboard looked a little wonky. And then, I, I mean, it looks like fun, but I've fallen into that trap before of seeing a deck on the Pro Tour and realizing that it was only sort of good at that Pro Tour. Like, Conley Woods is notorious for this, where um, <laughs> Pro Tour, Pro Tour Gatecrash, I was sick in bed that weekend, and he played this Rakdos control deck, and it was like Cryptgast, uh, Grizzlebrand, Rakdos's Return, Gloom Surgeon, Mutilate, and I was an idiot, fell in love with it, bought the whole thing, and just, <laughs> and just failed. Like, I took it to like local events, took it to FNM, and come to find out that Conley builds a lot of his decks solely for that event. Right. And right. they're not meant to be like taken and tinkered with. Like they're just meant to sort of be these one off decks. And, you know, I do feel like Widisi is kind of in that camp where uh, she might be good someday. And I do believe it's a good card, but that specific build is, it's just not ready yet. And it did what it needed to do for that day, but I, it's not meant to be just taken to your FNM. It's not right. there yet. Right. Well, considering that it has blue, you said something about playing fair. Like, I think any deck running Treasure Cruise isn't exactly fair. So that, <laughs> there's there's a there's a starting point there at least I think to to build something that's pretty unfair. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah. So I, like I just kind of a similar thing. Like uh, I was playing Mono Black Devotion last year and um, made the mistake of seeing the red splash mm -hmm. and being like, "Yup, there it is," and like playing the red splash and. Um, you know, and the red splash was totally to beat control mm -hmm. and playing in an event with no buys. You're not playing against control those first couple yes. of rounds. And I just got <laughs> absolutely crushed. 
I had the problem initially when the mono black deck first became a thing. Like I remember it debuted at the pro tour. There was a pro tour it debuted at. And I think his name was Kentaro Yamamoto. I think that was his name. He was mm-hmm. the one who debuted it. And I remember there was an SCG open happening that weekend and I threw it together. And like you said, I went to the SCG open and at the time the deck was terrible against aggro decks. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you were playing fast boss sly red, you could chew up mono black. Like, you know, they weren't running drown and sorrow at the time. Um, you know, they, they had shrivel maybe, you know, so that was a right. weak spot. And, you know, BBD wins GP Louisville with it. And I, and I even asked him, I was like, so BBD, how many aggro decks did you face? None. That's why. <laughs> but when right, you and I right. go to SCGs and we have to start from the bottom and play nine rounds, you're running into the mono white weenie decks. You're running into the boss slide decks, which are your weakness. Right. Um, and I had that problem initially too, was like you said, it's going to be, you, you net deck thinking it's going to be great and your local metagame doesn't work against it, you know? Yeah, and and the, the the other thing is that they're designing the deck with the fact that they're going into a Grand Prix of three buys in mind, mm-hmm. which definitely, yeah, thins things out a bit. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the Pro Tour happened this weekend, and uh, Ari Lax wins playing uh, Abzan Midrange. And mm-hmm. uh, you say yay. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, in, oh, I'm indifferent to... To Ari, I'm not yay or I don't have an opinion on Ari, mm-hmm. honestly. Uh, but you were saying that like people were there's you, you said something about major drama before we started recording. Uh, so this poster was f- full of drama. I, I I mean I I only got to watch some <laughs> of the stream and it was like on mute or too low for me to really hear anything and wasn't following Twitter and was watching soccer concurrently. So like I was kind of. Uh, flipping between the two mm-hmm. um so what what was the deal what was all this drama you're talking about tell me more well, it was more like melodrama like it was very like soap opera e type stuff like <laughs> i have to say this was probably the most melodramatic pro tour i've i've seen since i came back to the game around the time of innistrad so you know the rumor has it that lsv like went off on burton Cini. that was a thing um verified by several people tell me uh, more Tell me more. <laughs> yeah, that's one I did not hear about. Yeah, tell me more. I want to hear about this. So supposedly Alex Bertensini was at the Pro Tour. He had top-aided the GP in Boston and right. earned his invite that right. way. Right. And he was playing Paul Cheon, who, of course, LSV is very fond of. They're very close friends. Paul is my buddy from the Community Cup. And supposedly Bertensini just tried to pull another one of his stunts on Cheon. Really? And LSV had caught wind of it and just let him have it and verbally just went off on him and that was uh, all over Twitter. I think I learned about it Saturday morning. Um, so that was a thing. Uh, somebody from Milwaukee was DQ'd for throwing cards at his opponent. <laughs> I actually, I actually know him. We've had personal interactions together, and and I knew I wasn't surprised when I heard who it was. Um, so that was somebody from Milwaukee, local grinder, and uh, so that was a thing. Throwing cards, like why? I mean, like professional mat, like. Pro tour, professional tour of magic <laughs> to throwing cards. Like, how could you even do that? I just don't understand. The that story goes. The story goes that they were drafting. They were in the draft portion, and they were at the land station where you get your lands. Yeah. And allegedly, uh, one of them had taken lands that the other thought belonged to them. And mind you, there's a box of them in front of you, so just <laughs> right. take more. And supposedly Greg, his name was Greg, uh, got upset and threw the cards at the guy. I was like, fine, here are your lands. And somebody noticed, and Toby Elliott DQ'd him. And I've had problems with him in the past. Like, I've actually run into this guy at several events. Um, he's been sort of... 
me on a sorry, sorry. Okay. Uh, sort of Edit. sort of crappy to me on a number of occasions and I was not surprised to hear that he did that. So yeah. And then we had uh, the outrage over Ari Lax winning and then proposals. At least three different pros proposed to their girlfriends in Hawaii. Wow, um, like, so that's the place to do it, I guess. I guess so. Kibler's now off the market, which is a sad day. Um, <laughs> millions yeah, be of burning their playmats. <laughs> millions of gay men and ladies are weeping as we speak. Um, Paul Ritzel's now off the market, so you know that's terrible. And then Pat Cox also promoted, uh, promoted, engaged. Uh, he's now engaged to his girlfriend as well. So that's promoted three of them. <laughs> that's the least. Yeah, it's the least romantic like proposal right? ever. It's like you've been promoted. Yeah. <laughs> And I had to laugh. I had to laugh at Paul Ritzel specifically because he tweeted his announcement like right when Ari won the Pro Tour. So just as Ari's announced the winner, they're like, Ari Lex wins the Pro Tour. And Paul's like, and I'm engaged. And suddenly all the focus is on Paul. And they're like, congrats, dude. What'd you do? What'd you ring click? And, and, you know, some people weren't talking about Ari anymore. And I was like, Paul Ritzel, you shady queen. What are you doing? (laughs) Totally just pulled a J-Lo and took the focus off of Ari. Like, look at me. I'm engaged. And... But yeah, and then there was the the Ari Lax outrage, which is so crazy. Is the outrage over Ari Lax. Like, what's the video? Well... What's up with Ari Lax? I don't even. <laughs> I, like I said, like I have no opinion, positive, negative, or otherwise, about Ari Lax. I just uh, don't understand what's going on. He actually has a reputation. Like, this is not the first time this has come up where, you know, people think that he's smug. He has a history of trash talking between rounds or what Mm. people perceive to be trash talking. Um, Some people feel that he was sort of mocking Yuya for the language barrier. Um, Like, they feel like he was, like, narrating his turn or, like, you know, pushing him or whatever. Uh, Supposedly, there was a video that Chris Pecula posted today. And uh, allegedly when he was drafting, he was in a draft match against Yuya and he got very excited when he played a card and he supposedly slammed it. Or some people felt that he was too excited to, to, to play that card. And oh, some people felt that. that that was, some people felt that that was, you know, unsportsmanlike or unprofessional or overly enthusiastic. And it's just a number of things that people seem to think have added up. And, and a number of people came forward on Twitter and said that he, he's been terrible to them or he's been terrible in general. They also pointed to several of his articles that appeared to be very smart mug um one of them in particular he wrote during a previous standard where he wrote an article which i loved by the way and it was like it was called like your deck is bad and you should feel bad (laughs) (laughs) i remember i loved right i loved that but people pointed to that and said oh he's a jerk and he's always been a jerk and he's unsportsmanlike and he's cocky and he's mouthy and um people just came out of the woodwork and just bashed him and said he didn't deserve it and you know nicer and it just came down to this whole theory that you know you know because you're not nice you don't deserve Deserve this, and then nice is such a subjective term, and right. you know it just uh, really opened up this debate about you know whether or not there was anything wrong with his behavior, and even if there was, did, does that take away from what he did? You know, no, absolutely not. You know, I don't think so, and and I, I I can get that because like in the one of the matches I saw, yeah, he seemed a little smug, you know, mm-hmm. but whatever. I mean, like people have different personalities. The one thing you can't let some like let that do is affect your game when you're playing them, you know? Mm-hmm. Like that's the way I look at things like that. Like, you know, I mean, if you as his opponent, you have to just continue to play your game and not let it bother you because that's it is an it's an intimidation tactic. And intimidation people might not like it, but it's an important thing, you know. It's a, it's a tool that you can use in a game, you know, without without outright saying like I'm going to beat you up, you know, like kind of thing. <laughs> you know, if you have a personality that can come across as intimidating, or if you have a certain way about you that um, can intimidate people or, or force people to get off their game plan, then, you know, use it. 
I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's. I think that's actually a skill. I don't think it's just, you know, this guy's a jerk. Mm-hmm. You know, I yeah. have a history of. I had a really bad tilting problem for a long time. Like I did not lose very well, and I've gotten a lot better at it. Um, I I've gotten to the point now where I know to simply excuse myself, or I will keep it inside, and I I don't spew as much as I used to. Or if I do tilt, it's in very like harmless ways. Where like let's say you beat me and I hated your deck, I might say to you. Mm, I wish you would go down a hot metal slide on a summer day wearing shorts, you know, something like that, you know, <laughs> something where like, I don't want to, you know, it's nothing like lethal. It's very PG, but that's sort of my way of, of you know, leaving with my little, I don't like you, <laughs> um, but I've come a long way and I, I understand what that's like. And, and I understand what it's like to, to be seen that way. But at the same time, I think people forget that you're at the pro tour. And, you know, when I go to events, God knows I love being social and I will certainly kiki with you in between rounds. But when I'm playing, I'm not there to make friends. And if that makes me the B word, then so be it, you know, and, um, you know, what we were talking about people going to the pro tour for the friendships and everything, but they're there to win. And if you miss a Karanos trigger, I'm calling a judge on you. And yeah. Oh, yeah. if that makes me mean, I'll be mean. But, you know, there, there's this weird line of like how far is too far and, you know, in competition and, you know, the man won a pro tour. Like, I can't say that I would be like when Melissa DeTora top aided that GP, she was still stone face. And I was like, and I remember watching from home and going, please tell me she's going to go to her, to her her hotel room and like jump on the bed or something you know show some kind of emotion like you just woo you know and um i i think it's uh i think some emotion is fine like i i'm, I'm interested to see like what the default is supposed to be you know and i i think there's a lot worse things you can do <laughs> in yeah. terms of like at a magic tournament than just you know being a little over enthusiastic and over emoting mm-hmm. during your matches um i mean some of the stuff he did i wouldn't do and i like to do stupid things during a match that probably would enrage other people especially if i'm like winning like i i make stupid sound effects and uh the you know i <laughs> i throw my tokens up in the air and have them land <laughs> and stuff like that whenever i'm casting them but um whenever he was like i think the the thing that chris bakula tweeted uh the match versus yuya it was i think yuya was like tapped out so it wasn't even like during him like the game was not in question or at least uh at least ari knew it uh when he like he had like this zergo helm smasher and yuya was at five and just like slammed it down like almost on top of Yuya's lands. So like mm-hmm. I don't think I would get in my opponent's business in terms of like their cards or their uh, their play area. But that was the only time mm-hmm. I thought it was like mm-hmm. I don't know if I would do that, but um, it was entertaining for me as a viewer. So I'm mm-hmm. all for it. And he's <laughs> yeah. you know he's not cheating, so I don't care. Right. Right. I actually more do that for my opponent's cards than my own. So like I played in a PTQ in Austin um, last weekend and. Uh, every time someone played a wingmate rock against me, I threw up my uh, diamond and I went, it's the rock. Like every time, like I would be like, it's the rock. But I unfortunately didn't have the rock. They had the rock. But uh, I definitely like, like called it out for them. Like, you know, I definitely got hype for them. No, I'm not going to waffle. <laughs> I, I, I not only approve, but I endorse every action he took. <laughs> <laughs> we saw a bunch of decks this weekend. Uh, lots of stuff that we expected and I don't think there was too much we really didn't expect. Um, but, uh, so what do y'all think? First of all, like Abzan mid range, which, uh, I think is, you know, I, I don't know. I think it's solid, uh, solid deck. Um, mm-hmm. I think it has the most room to grow in terms of like, uh, just, um, evolving into a different deck. I, mm-hmm. I think potentially, um, 
really like the deck. I really like Siege Rhino. Uh, the card's insane. I wish that... Because um, Skybind blinks enchantments, doesn't it? Oh, uh, I tried no, this. Skybind blinks non-enchantments. Non-enchantments. Oh, mm -hmm. okay. Yeah I... yeah, I can double check, but I seem to recall wanting to put it in my Constellation deck. And uh, Right, so it triggers when you play an enchantment, but it has to exile a non-enchantment. There's got to be some way to abuse it with uh, with Siege Rhino. You could possibly, like, I mean, you could maybe do a take on what I played at the Community Cup. You could do, like, a white-black constellation thing with the life gain and the life drain, like the Coinsmith and the Guardian, mm. and then maybe play Skybind and the Rhino as your four drop and then have the blinking drain nonsense. That could be a thing. <laughs> I know yeah, I made, I made, yeah, I made the mistake of I thought it blinked enchantments as well. I'm like, I can't believe no one's running this in their Constellation deck. So I, <laughs> I went through the effort of actually putting it together online, and I cast it. And I was like, uh, I was like, oh, is this a bug or something? I can't click on any of my enchantments. Why I can't blink them? Um, so yeah, it's it's not enchantment, sadly. That's <laughs> really sad. But Strino's not an enchantment though, so you could blink that. That's true. Sea Rhino's yeah. not. Yeah. 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 So you could build a deck around siege rhino <laughs> which i think is abzan mid-range right i think that's what that essentially is. well w and it also goes really well with the the, the rock because um, right. you're gaining life from the siege rhino and you're gaining life from the attacks from the rock it gets pretty gross and when it enters yeah so you could you could blink the rock too and get more birds <laughs> um stop this is so bad let's add really oh man abzan mid-range one let's add really bad cards to it no it's a bad idea that's, um, that's basically how I brew. I take good decks and then make them worse with cute cards. <laughs> um, uh, we had some Jeskai Burn. There was a lot of Jeskai Burn. It wasn't like three of the top eight decks were Jeskai Burn? I call it Jeskai Tempo, but that's me. So Tempo, I see. it's just because you're, you're scared to admit that it's a burn deck. I actually think it's because it's too intelligent to be a burn deck. I mean, it's a very... Because it has blue in it. it has, well, no, it has... it's, just a, it's a very smart deck. Like, I feel like it's something you need. It, I feel like the skill level is a little bit higher. And but I how like did there's... Ryan top eight states? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, no, he didn't. Oh. <laughs> There's your shout out, Ryan. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Ryan top four uh, states, uh, which is your exact finish at the last states. It's mm -hmm. so funny how we, how we keep mirroring each other's finishes. So a year ago, the first weekend of Theros Standard, I finished 19th in a TCG player event in Waco. This year... First weekend of Con Standard, Steven finishes 19th in a TCG player event in Waco. So it was just really weird to finish in the exact place. And then Steven top Ford states in the summer, or is it summer or spring? Spring. Uh, whenever. Spring. It was in June, I think. Summerish. May? I don't know. Whatever. So Steven, it had to be May because you weren't allowed to play in June. Oh, that's um, right. <laughs> so it was May. So Steven top Ford states in June, or in in spring and then ryan top four states in fall so both uh burn decks both with burn decks <laughs> yep uh so yeah i think this deck's really cool um i think i'm I just like calling it. it burn because i want to feel okay with myself and still play blue <laughs> so I'm, I'm just telling myself that's a burn deck <laughs> right wow forced four dig through time that card shot up like crazy 16 dollars last time i checked <sighs> crazy and yeah how much was that before the pro tour <laughs> Like, Three or four. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, man, but you got in on a good card, too, though. So. That's true. <laughs> yeah, because uh, Steven bought – how many do you have? How many do you own of Jeskai Ascendancy? How many? I, I, I pre-ordered, like, 70 or 80, but they only ended up shipping 55, I want to say. 
So he got about 55 Jeskai Ascendancies at, wow. like, at like, what, 70 cents each? Yeah, it was 80 cents with shipping and all that, so. <laughs> so, yeah, and they're all, like, what, seven bucks each sold out? on Yeah, SCG? I've got my Scrooge McDuck pool. I'm just going to dive into them right now. <laughs> that deck just does not impress me. Like, I, so fun story about that deck. So I was on MTGO the other day, and I've been playing Junk Constellation, and I threw myself into a two-man queue, and I get paired up against Caleb Durward from Channel Fireball. Yep. And uh, Caleb Durward is playing Jeskai Ascendancy. I've never played against it before. And I beat him. Like, I beat him. And, and then I'm, I'm reading Channel Fireball the other day and come to find out that he recorded it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you get you can actually see me in one of his videos beating him with my Constellation deck. Um, but, I mean, any anybody who plays Black shouldn't mm. have a problem with it. Like, I mean, I play Thoughtseize, Brain Nugget, um, Despise if I need to. I mean, like, what's the big deal? I mean, and, and in Modern especially, I play Jund, Lightning Bolt, Thoughtseize, Inquisition, Abrupt Decay. Thanks for coming, girl. Like, like I am just not that bothered by it. Maybe I'm just being cocky, but what's the big deal? Like, no, well, you know, I mean, well, uh, my latest article on LegitMTG.com is a good plug for me. Um, uh, it was just about battling Jeskai Ascendancy in standard. Yeah. Because, like, people were kind of going, oh, the, uh, combo deck exists. The sky is falling, you know? And um, and I just basically posted a bunch of ways to deal with it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and like you said, like, uh, Brain Maggot, Thoughtseize, Despise. Um, the, the, so this is the play I want to make. This is my dream play. Um, versus one of the Jeskai Ascendancy decks. So they run, they run Sylvan Karyatid. And obviously, mm -hmm. you can't drown in sorrow double caryatid and you can't target it you know once it's once mm -hmm. it's down you you can anger of the gods obviously that's the obvious one but the one that i really want to do is i want to play my own sylvan caryatid and then bile blight it <laughs> because Can, it would, oh yeah because it would hit it oh, so that's like good I, that, that's that that's the one like the one dream corner case play that I want to make in standard, uh, because I, I'd been thinking about this for months and months. I'm like, wow, that would be so cool to do to take out someone's caryatids. But then there was no real deck that made caryatid really scary, you know? Mm -hmm. um, you know, obviously red green monsters was was a deck, but I don't know. I wasn't playing black devotion. Uh, Sylvan Karyatid was the least of my worries mm -hmm. <laughs> against that deck, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so, you know, that obviously never became a, a, an issue, but I've always w thought about it. I'm like, man, if I had a Sylvan Karyatid right now, I could Bioblight it and hit their Karyatid, and they'd never see it coming. <laughs> but, um, uh, so, I don't know. It's a, it's, a, it's a dream play for me, but mm -hmm. anyway. Uh, there's a lot of ways to deal with it, is the point. And, 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 and it, seems, it seems fragile to, like, base a deck on a couple mana dorks, mm -hmm. which I guess I, is my entire strategy in standard because I play green devotion, but sh yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree that standard version of the deck's very fragile and it just folds to thought season. I don't know, utter end Which or is anything so interesting. Else. You know, we came from a format where people were riding Thoughtseize like the Rent was due tomorrow, and then it rotates, and then this combo deck comes out, and people are like, what are we going to do? Those are the <laughs> same people that were leaning on Thoughtseize so hard pre-rotation. Suddenly, they have amnesia, and it's like, remember that card you were basically abusing pre-rotation? Use it again! Like, use it when you really need it. Now they don't know how to Thoughtseize. Like, right, right. It's, like, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's so unfair. If only there was an answer. <laughs> Like, <laughs> the one you were just using like. right right <laughs> and it's good i mean and that's the funniest thing that's that's what i said in the 
in the article was like, wow, so Thoughtseize gets to have a face turn. You know, I don't know if you're <laughs> wrestling fans, but like, you know, Thoughtseize gets a face turn all of a sudden. And, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and we need Thoughtseize. It's like, where were you? You know, it's like, we've been here the whole time and you've been <laughs> trashing me. It's like, well, we need you now. Will you please just come to our aid? I mean, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but uh, so anyway, so Just Guy Ascendancy combo. So the top eight was a bunch of Jeskai Ascendancy, or no, it wasn't. It was one Jeskai Ascendancy, but a mm-hmm. bunch of Jeskai decks. It was like four Jeskai decks, three Abzan decks, and a blue-black control deck. What do we think about this blue-black control deck? I described it as feeling like eating a Funyun. <laughs> what do you mean? Okay, have you ever had a Funyun before? I have refused to eat those things. Like, my okay. sister was obsessed with them, and they just smelled like vomit to me. And okay, I was... well, you know, okay, so let's say, you know when you eat, like, a, a like, um, have you ever had one of those, oh, God, they're, like, pop chips? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Okay, you know, it's, like, a hollow feeling. When you, when you bite into a ruffle, you're eating, like, a full ruffle. There's that crunch, and it feels like a real potato chip. And then you eat a pop crisp, and it's kind of like this hollow, like, snap. And you just don't feel like you've really eaten anything. It just feels like error. That's how I describe that deck. Like when you look at it, it just doesn't feel whole. It doesn't feel like something you could just take a crunch out of. It just feels Hmm. very hollow, very airy, very something's missing here. It just doesn't feel like it has a lot of substance. And it's like, Mm, I don't, it just, you know, like if you look at Esper Control, it just feels meaty. Like, you know, it, it feels like there's stuff there. There's, and... there's board wipes. Yeah. <laughs> there's board wipes that work. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, Drown in Sorrow, huh, that doesn't hit much. I don't know. Like, I, I just, I don't know. I mean, I see people using the um, Perilous Vault, which I'm so shocked to not see that in, in this uh, I love that main card. deck. Is it even, it's not even in here. But there's Pearl Lake Ancient in the sideboard. Steven. Love it, love it. Uh, we we dismissed that card out of hand. We were like, nope, it's bad. It's bad. I was kind of going maybe in a in a draw go instant speed controlled, and I was like, no, I'm taking a stance. It sucks. But I'm surprised. I saw it a couple times in the Pro Tour. It's gone up from a buck fifty to five bucks. Yeah. I'm like, okay, all right. That's, that's not if that's what you want to play. All right. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's just playing something. like Aether Sprouts, and I'm like, that's just a- sad. Aether Spouts. Aether Spouts. <laughs> I, I, went to, I went to the Whole Foods, and I got me a, bun, a bushel of Aether Sprouts. All this time about ruffles. I was getting hungry. You know what I got? Okay, speaking of speaking of delicious food, so let me just tell you what I had today. So, so you've had donuts before, right? Have you ever had donuts covered in peanut butter and bacon and topped with bananas? It was an Elvis donut, and I no, had it. No, but today. I like getting blood to my feet. And so. it, I, well, I actually could feel my arteries clogging, <laughs> and and it was the greatest feeling that I've ever felt. Um, that reminds me of when I was in Minneapolis, and I had a Juicy Lucy. Do you know what that is? No, but I'm not sure we can talk about it on this show. You can. It is. It's totally rated G. Can I, can I tell you? Yeah, sure, sure. Okay. So when I was at a, I was at GP Minneapolis, and my friend Mike Lineman from Gathering Magic lives there, and he was gracious enough to let me stay with him and show me around the city. And there's a dive bar kind of restaurant. I think it's called Dave's in Minneapolis. Sounds like and a dive they're bar. known. Right, but it's it's actually really good, and yeah. they're known for making their own burgers called Juicy Lucy's. And uh, so, what it is is they make the burger, and inside of the patty, there's like a hockey puck size thing of Kraft American cheese in the middle of the patty. 
And then they make the burger and they put the little lettuce on it and a little tomato, whatever you want on your burger. And then when you bite into it, the cheese is hot and just gushes out of the middle of the patty. <laughs> and it is amazing. And it's kind of like you said, you can feel your neck kind of clench. Like, I'm losing flow. I'm losing flow. <laughs> but it's so good. I know how you feel. And I feel that with, Ju- with Juicy Lucy's. They're amazing. And they make it a point to tell you, like, specifically what cheese it is. Like, when I asked her what was in there, she's like, we only use real Kraft American cheese here. And, like, and, you know, they make it a habit to tell you they're not using some, you know, generic, you know, swill. They're yeah, using yeah. good Kraft American cheese in their burgers. It's amazing. It's like if you go to, uh, um, what's it, oh, God, what's it called? Uh, Pat's or Gino's in, in Philly. You get a cheesesteak. Like, you use Rico's? Rico's! Piss off! No, but, uh... <laughs> Uh, cheese whiz only. Or when I lived in Reno, they had something called an awful waffle burger. That was a thing too. That's so. a real thing. Yes, so that was only like something from like some Nickelodeon show. No, awful, awful waffles. Salute your shorts. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> wow, this turned into a song about food. No, but um. <laughs> Speaking uh, of Nickelodeon, did you hear that they recently put the entire Are You Afraid of the Dark series on YouTube? You're kidding me. Yes. What? You're kidding? Oh, well, that no, sucks. No, that's no, no, I'm saying it's really happening. You just said like, you were kidding. <laughs> I, was so, I was lost in the moment. And the one where they got stuck in the pinball machine, that gave me nightmares. Oh, yeah. no, I still freak out about the one with the guy who'd make people laugh blue goo. And they'd go crazy and laugh until the blue slime fell out of their mouths. And the bus yeah. driver who was, like, driving the bus all crazy oh. and covered in slime. Yeah. I think I know what I'm doing on Halloween this year. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, I love it. That's so cool. Wow, it's yes. been so long since I've watched it. I know. It. Holy crap. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, what? why? Okay. Sorry. I, I get very emotional about the Green Devotion decks <laughs> because I don't understand why some of the people make the choices that they do. Why is anyone right running See the Unwritten over Genesis Hydra? Like, why? Just why? See the Unwritten maybe hits two creatures. Genesis Hydra is always two creatures. Why is anyone running See the Unwritten instead of Genesis Hydra? Why? I think the reason I saw it was that it was in the mirrors. Was that the reason I was given? Uh, I yeah. Mean, but... but why not running just... it as a Trump in the mirror match. Is but why is that a Trump? How is that a Trump? I mean, the only thing I can think of, at least from, and I mind you, I've never played Mono Green Devotion, but I know that Despise has been been going around as, as something to sideboard in against them. Um, and if you can pluck a lot of their threats and just leave them with mana dorks, that sort of leaves them with their pants down. But, you know, if you, so let's say they know I'm bringing in Despise against you, or they think I am, you board out a Hydra or two, and you bring that in, and I can't take that with Despise. So maybe that's an answer to the, the sideboard threats that other people are bringing in. Otherwise, I don't know. I can... Okay, okay. I, I know totally. Like I'm, I, you say that, and I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. All right. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like it's more of a sideboard card then, you know, mm-hmm. because, uh, yeah, I think that. I mean, I, I, I get that. I could, I could see myself taking out a like a Genesis Hydra or two. 
Yeah, because Genesis Hydra is something I will take. It's gotten to the point where I will take that over other cards. I will even take a Genesis Hydra over a Stormbreath Dragon because I can deal with a Stormbreath Dragon eventually, right. but I cannot deal with a Genesis Hydra and whatever it's going to spit yeah, Genesis up. Genesis Hydra and, into Stormbreath Dragon. Right, and that was something I was sort of mulling over all weekend at the local event I was at where I was try I was taking everything but the Hydra and regretting it every time. It was like, yeah. no, you need to take the Hydra because it's just going to get ugly. And It does. I yeah. love it. Oh, I oh, yeah. love that card. <laughs> I, I guess at six and probably only six mana, see the unwritten could be better if you have like a Pelucridos or something out. Yeah. And, you know, you can live the dream and get two Hornet Queens or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think at exactly, yeah, at six mana, it's maybe better. But the thing is, if, if it's supposed to be a mirror breaker, it's supposed to break stalemates. Mm-hmm. Mana is not the issue. You have a million mana. So, right. yeah, yeah, I, I don't see yeah. it either. Yeah, I don't know. But I can see that, though, like just as uh, a next level thing versus a despise you know expecting to see despise you're like fine i'll get my creatures out of my deck i don't you know you can't you know blank them on their despises or force them to take a mana dork or something like mm-hmm. yeah i can see that working well the mono green deck is also still coping with the loss of garrick you know garrick collar beast was huge for them and i have never been happier to lose a card out of a deck in my life really I just didn't like playing it. I don't know. Huh? I just wanted to play more stuff. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I could play this six mana thing and then use it to flip over like two creatures. I mean, that's cool and all, but like, I almost, I was like, I just want this to be another threat. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just did. I mean, eventually it becomes a threat, but I just, I don't know. I wasn't crazy about it, and and I, I get why the card is missed, but I don't miss it. Like sure. I'm, I'm glad to be able to have room for like an extra Arbor Colossus or an extra Hornet Queen or or just sure. extra or or the third and fourth copies or the fourth copy of Genesis Hydra. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm just happy to be able to put those cards in where I kept going. Well, I gotta play Garrick because it's obviously good, and so I, <laughs> so it was just one of those like ah. Uh, I guess I keep it because whenever I'm looking to cut stuff, I'm like, I think I'm going to cut the Garricks. And everyone goes, why would you cut the Garricks? It's so good. I'm like, fine. <laughs> so now I don't have to listen to anyone about that anymore. I can just not play the Garricks because it would actually be illegal to play the Garricks. And that works for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like the green-black. And I'm and I'm happy to see people uh, going towards the green-black version of the deck because that's kind of something I was – remember, Steven, I was like, well, what about – Green devotion splashing black for thought seas, and you're like, no, no, terrible, yeah, terrible. I left it, and it's you. like exactly what people are doing. Um, so, so cool. Wait, what? <laughs> Jeskai, there's a Jeskai ascendancy combo deck that's using Nissa. Yeah, that's the one that made top eight. <laughs> wow, Paulo. I remember Paulo was not pleased about that. Like he was, he was kind of going off about it on Twitter, and yeah. Speaking of cards I don't like, I do not like Nissa. I don't think it's good. I'm I've like, heard that too. I want to make a 4-4 against all these Siege Rhinos mm-hmm. or, or Prognostic Sphinx even. I mean, like, why do I want to make a 4-4? I mean, like, I get being able to untap your lands, but if you never cast the thing, you just have five lands out. I mean, next turn you get a big turn, but that's mm-hmm. why you're playing Devotion. You're not playing Devotion to untap your forests. I had heard rumblings that after rotation, she wouldn't be as good. Like, she was very good pre-rotation. Um, I'm not saying she's bad necessarily, but I think against the current threats, I think any Planeswalker kind of has it rough right now. Um, between the the rocks that, you know, you get under Elsbeth, you can't use Elsbeth to wipe out the rocks. Mm-hmm. You've got the Mantis Riders, which can swing in and, and hit Planeswalkers. Um, yeah. I think a Planeswalker has to be pretty darn good to, to make it in this current setting. And that's, um, and, that's new. 
I mean, like, yeah. you know, and I think that one, I think, I think Soren cuts it. I think Soren's mm-hmm. really good. And Sarkin. Um, and Sarkin's really good. Although, you know, the one thing I keep bringing up about Sarkin is that it's interesting that it makes an indestructible creature, but you can still kill it with the hero's downfall with the ability on the stack, which I think... Silence is- of the Believers is also a thing, too. Like, I think people have gotten very cocky with Sarkin. Like, I know I was running... I run two Silence of the Believers main in my Constellation deck. Silence was seeing a lot of sideboard play this weekend, this past weekend. Yeah. And a lot of people I've run into get very cocky with their Sarkin, where they will plus one him, and they will attack you, and you go to respond, and they're like, oh, it's indestructible. That's nice. Exile doesn't look at that, you know? And <laughs> people need to realize that that card has answers, and that yeah. it's not, you know, you, you need to think about that. You know, there there are ways to deal with it that I think people are not. Banishing Light is still out there, you know? Right, right. And um, I wish that um, Devouring Light would be good against it if Storm Breath wasn't o- also always in the same right, deck. And I'm right. like, well, you just don't play that card, I guess, because it just is completely dead versus Storm Breath Dragon. And it's kind of like... Why would you want to play that card if it might be dead half the time? You definitely have to have an answer for Stormbreath Dragon. I think True. if your deck folds to it, don't even bother because yeah. it's 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 more numerous than people think it is. Um, I also think Ashiok is quite good right now. I'm very happy about that. Um, I, I like seeing that card. I think it's a good card right now. And uh, I don't think Hiura is very good right now, especially with the way boards are just full. <laughs> like right. if you bubble one thing, that's great. You've got another rock to deal with, you know. Um, so I think Hiura is kind of iffy right now. I think. Uh, you know, um, this is kind of iffy right now. I'd say, you know, like, like we said, I think Elsbeth is still good right now. I think Elsbeth isn't seeing a lot of play, which is surprising to me. Yeah. Um, well, but, I'm glad yeah. because I still need to pick up a couple copies. So <laughs> let's, let's, let's keep that off the table for a couple more weeks. <laughs> we'll just, we'll just edit that out. Yeah. Safe with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, you know, and then of course, uh, the best planeswalker in standard right now is Jace Living Guild Pact. Uh, so, um... oh my. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I just you know what I did just pick up a Japanese foil one, which I'm kind of excited about. But uh, oh wow, it's very okay. nice. Um, so yeah, so blue black control uh, is a deck, and I'm surprised because I wasn't expecting it to be a deck. Um, but I mean, I guess you would have to see a control deck, and I think that's one of the things I predicted in my article was that like you know if. Uh, if Jeskai Ascendancy is a, is a real deck, then uh, counter spells are good again, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I as much as I was like, yeah, it's time for all the mid range decks and aggro decks to shine. Like, I'm I over like, it already. I like to see a control. There has to be a control deck in the format. Mm-hmm. Like the one, the the Esper, con- the blue white control that was at the end of standard is just the epitome of 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 sadness because it was just so dirtily and and i did not like it but like i like to play against a good control deck you know i like there to be a good control deck because just like it makes me sad when aggro's missing in a, out of the metagame it makes me sad when control's missing it makes me sad when combo's missing out of the metagame because you know, these are all pillars of our game you know mm-hmm. like it, everyone has their own definition of fun and it's good to see that everyone right now, it feels like everyone is getting a chance to play with their definition of fun. So, yeah. so speaking of blue-black control, Adrian Sullivan, he yeah. played uh, blue-black control with four Ashiok um, and one interpret the signs as one of his card draws. He had main deck Liliana Vest, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One copy. 
What is interpret the signs? <laughs> That's the blue, like, I think it's like a scry something and then draw something. It's very expensive. It's, it's like five yeah, and six. Blue. Is it like the, the, the five mana? or? Yeah, it's five and a blue. So six, uh, yeah. you, you scry three, then reveal the top card of your library. Then you draw cards equal to that card's converted mana cost. We had talked about that card before as being mm -hmm. potential. So, I mean, that's, I can see it. That's, that's okay. Yeah. But it's, but it's, but it's, but Control's definitely in an awkward place where it had Sphinx's Revelation and now it has Interpret the Signs. That's or Jace's Ingenuity. Yeah. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> Some cool decks coming out. It's really interesting to see the entire top eight dominated by like, two color combinations but i was actually a little underwhelmed with the top eight and most of the lists i saw like i mean maybe it's just me but like i look i look to pro tours to break the format like i look for those crazy decks like the aristocrats back when and and conley playing you know necromancer stockpile at you know m15 you know that that's what i tune in for and people that at least try to break the formats open and i can't say i was really surprised to see any of the decks i saw like i knew jessica tempo was going to be a thing. I knew Jeskai Ascendancy would be a thing. I wasn't surprised to see Abzan. Um, I was surprised by like certain cards in the builds, but with the exception of Seabold's deck um, and some other decks I saw like, you know, towards the bottom of the standings, I just wasn't surprised, you know, like, and that's sort of what I, what I go into Pro Tours for. I want to be, I want to be able to, to have that friend sitting next to you that you tap their armor. Did you just see that? Holy cow! And I haven't seen that in a while and I miss that. I miss the crazy tech and um i just wasn't i was a little underwhelmed you know um now uh, steven had listed a couple decks in the show notes uh you said brad nelson was playing red white tokens how is this tokens it has four hordling outbursts so what? <laughs> this, i'm like this, how is that a tokens deck it's a, it's a red white like burn deck basically this isn't this isn't tokens rabble How master this? makes tokens rabble master makes tokens <laughs> rabble master is an aggro card it's not a token <laughs> card like i was like oh sweet a perforos deck I, that's the first thing i no. thought was oh sweet perforos and stuff and no no rate how can it be a token deck if it if, how can it be a white token deck and not have raised the alarm immediate disqualification from the classification of token deck by having white mana and no raise the alarm doesn't count so anyways uh it does look like a pretty interesting burn deck though um sark and the dragon speaker hordling outbursts chain to the rocks which is uh still a really good removal spell it's just mm -hmm. a, nobody runs basic lands anymore because pff, why should you um <laughs> and uh and yeah a bunch of aggro or monetary monetary i'm never going to call it anything but monetary <laughs> spear anymore oh it's over uh well steven calling it taylor swift spear Ooh. you didn't hear that <laughs> no yeah there have been altars about it um yeah that's but that's what people have been calling a taylor swift spear oh, that's fantastic <laughs> i like that a lot yeah um <laughs> Well, Monetary Swift Sphere uh, is, doesn't make any tokens at all. No tokens. Makes no tokens. And uh, well, I don't understand why. It's a 1-1 it's a one, one for 1. That's basically a token. It's a 1-2. One, 1-2. Two. One, two. Yeah, you're right. And so I guess it's not, it's not tokens at all. Not tokens. But uh, I, so I hadn't seen the deck tech. I only saw him play it, so it kind of looks like a token deck. So <laughs> I, I haven't seen this uh, Blue, White, and Soul aggro deck. Do you want to Love it. Just tell me about this. Steven. Um, well, I'm Steven. sorry, that wasn't... Oh, Steven. sorry. Steven. Sorry. Hey, tell me about that deck, Steven. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I don't. I, like, so I saw it. I thought it was awesome, <laughs> and then I put it together and tried it, and it was not awesome. Why? Because like all you like. So it, it's amazing if you have the um, Dark Steel Citadel or whatever in your hand, and then okay. you and you know you're gonna and you have the Pilgrim of Heliod or Heliod's Pilgrim, uh-huh. and you know you're just gonna get them because there's there's just no stopping a five five indestructible haste. Uh, except for, you know, Thoughtseize or Banishing Light. Or... Exile cards that we were just speaking about. Yeah. Or Aether yeah. Spouts. And there are any number of things that we were just speaking about. Double Bile yeah. Blight. Yeah. It, that four black mana. It takes, a, I mean, if you go off on like turn two, it's amazing. But I, I it looks great on paper. And maybe it's, I think it might be something where you have to play it a bunch. Before you actually get good with it, and I was, like I just don't know like what a good hand is when I'm when I when I, when I was so I, I tried it and it, I was underwhelmed, but I was even it looks say, really cool. I was even gonna say, oh, it gets around Perilous Vault, except it exiles the enchantment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man, no way, no way. Wait, wait, Perilous Vault and Nissa, right? What about? Because those are still creatures. There but they they count as lands though. But that's yeah, so, so they don't get exo- you play the lands. Right, you, you play, play the Nissa. Right, the Nissa. Hmm, I like that's that. That's not good. <laughs> that makes my head hurt. No, that's not bad though. I mean, like you could just go with a way more controlling build of like blue black or green black or Abzan, and run the Perilous Vaults on your side. I mean, like you, that's like the ultimate dream for the par- for the Abzan player, right? Is to be the one with the Perilous Vault. It's like you have the power. So, whereas like you know, all you do when you're playing against it is you just have the permanent sad on your face. I'm trolling. That's not good at all. So <laughs> that's not bad though. That's really not a bad idea. I mean, like, you know, being able to have things that cheat the system in terms of like what perilous vault does is pretty cool, but I still don't think this is any good. So I don't know. Sorry. What do you, what do you think of the insole aggro deck? I, I love it. Oh, sorry, it's not my turn yet. No, it's your <laughs> turn. It is your I, turn. No, I'm I, not was, I was literally about to interrupt you to go, <laughs> I don't care, whatever. Like, so, no, please, if you have an opinion on the, no, if you have an opinion on the Insul Agro deck, I'd love to hear it because I absolutely have none. So. I actually really like it. There was a girl playing at the, uh, I was at a local Win a Black Lotus event this past weekend, and there was That's a girl. That's all? That was, what? No, there were prizes for the top eight, but the, Black the, the first. Black Lotus? That's crap. Well, I was going to get there, but you cut me off. The Black yeah. Lotus is such a weak card. Well, you had a choice between the Black Lotus or $1,000 in the store credit. You would have to take the Lotus, right? I don't know. I would take the credit personally. You but anywho, the Lotus for so much more. there was a girl who was playing a variation of the deck. And she was using, I don't know if this was in Todd's deck, but she was also using Illusory Angel. Mm. So she was able Love to it. cast those for very cheap, and she had Springleaf Drum, and I liked it. She also ran an Altar of the Brood, which was hilarious, because um, she was able to bounce stuff and cast Ornithopters and all sorts of jankiness. And I thought it was neat. It was fun to watch her play. Um, she did all right, and uh, she said she was inspired by that deck. And I didn't see his exact list, but she said it was close to it. Um, and I think it was neat. I'm, I'm all for it. Losery Angel and Zero Mana Artifacts. I remember someone talking about that a while back too. <laughs> I'm just hitting. I'm just hitting everyone. Hitting everyone. No, but um, I do want to break Heliod's Pilgrim though. Yeah, and, it's, I, and it's I, I, I support any effort to do so. It's mm-hmm. dying to be broken. It's such a good card. I know, I'm surprised it hasn't seen more standard play. Like it's really good. 
Um, do we have an enchantment now that we can uh, that we can really abuse it with? Because I remember we were talking about this months ago, right? And we were talking mm-hmm. about the things that you could search up with it. And uh, the best one was like that six drop blue white enchantment that was just no good, right? Or no, um, we were, no, 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 that wasn't what we were talking about. We were talking about the 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 giant, the seven mana giant. Oh, because that because that's yeah, boon weaver giant because it searches it up and puts it on the battlefield. Oh lord. No. So 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 that well you know you would need something like um, Eldrazi conscription or something like of that like cost effect you know where it would make it cost effective. So now, Todd we, had a spectral ward like a one of. And uh, Singing Bell Strike, which is kind of like removal. So those are some pretty cool tutor I'm going to have to eat a Tums if you keep this up. This is too spicy for me. Just... <laughs> I'm throwing a flag. Flag! <laughs> we, you just use spicy on your MTG taps. That's a 10-yard penalty. Oh, no! No, I approve. <laughs> Not allowed to use spicy. It's I can't say spicy? Me. Can I say sassy? Sassy's fine. Sassy. Okay. Sassy's fine. But I, I, I disapprove of the term spicy in Magic okay. the Gathering. Okay. Yeah, I use it all the time around Joe now. Do you? Okay. Yeah, Steven, yeah. Steven makes it a point to use it as frequently can as I possible. Can I say naughty? Sure. You know, like, oh, you that can, is naughty. You can say anything except spicy. <laughs> okay. okay. I am so anti-spicy. Can I say piquant? Right. Next time someone tells me a card is spicy, I'm going to pick it up and lick it. <laughs> and I'm going to go... Well, I guess I'm disqualified, but it was worth it. And it's I, not spicy at can, all. Can I say it that, tastes like plastic. Can I say that that deck ranks very highly on the Scoville scale? <laughs> A measure of spiciness? Oh, man. You know what? Because you just went that deep, sure. I don't care. Yes. <laughs> I, I would love to see us get measures highly on the scoville scale <laughs> adopted universally as the new way to say spicy if you can if you can pull it off if you can run with that yeah okay so let's I let's, let's yeah, go with it, that then if it is a high scoville heat unit index <laughs> then it's a very creative deck oh my goodness um so oh what'd you play at the win a black bows tournament yes yes I was playing a Junk Constellation. I had played it a little bit pre-rotation and had a lot of fun with it. I love Constellation. It's one of the most, it's probably one of the most fun mechanics I've ever played in my time playing Magic. And I took a 10-year break, so I missed, you know, Zendikar and Kamigawa and things like that. But I love Constellation. I think it's very well done. It's fun. I think once you get the engine going, it's very scary. It I is. do miss I do miss Mana Bloom a whole lot, though. I feel like Mana Bloom really made it. Um, but it's there are ways to get around that. And I've been playing a list that's very similar to the Block Constructed list that was at the Pro Tour that came in second place. And um, it's largely the same. I did tweak the mana base, of course, and the sideboard is different. But for the most part, it's pretty much the same. And uh, I've been having a lot of fun with it. I came in, I lost the first two rounds um, very quickly. Um, the first one I lost to Green Red Devotion. The second round I lost to Green Blue. And here's something that came up that really frustrated me. So he was playing Green Blue Devotion. But he was using Yisan, the Wandering Bard, and oh. Kiora's Follower. And there was some <laughs> sort of jankiness where, like, so he would nick those for a bunch. And then he would go to activate Yisan. And supposedly, he would react to the trigger by untapping it and doing it again to put another verse counter on it. Mm-hmm. So he would then get to search for two creatures with two different verse counter, with, with the same verse counter cost. Wow. It was super weird. And, like, it just was so backbreaking. And I was like, what? I don't even 
even know how to attack this, you know? Wow. Um, so he was doing that. And then like Prophet Acruthix came out and it was just like overwhelming. So, so I lost those two very quickly. Um, I, it was six rounds. I took a draw the third round because I was playing a very grindy soul tie deck and we, we just couldn't draw the answers. So I was, I was O two 2 and one. And then I won the next three free and clear. So one, one, one. So I finished the night three, two and one. Um, so I was pretty happy. I came in 19th out of 60 people and I had a lot of fun with the deck. I feel like the deck is pretty strong. I don't feel like there's anything I can't take. Like there's no deck. I really am like, Oh God, I'm so at a disadvantage here. Um, the only thing I really do want to change though, is I don't think Doomwake's very good in the main, at least no. in a constellation engine. Um, I feel like Herald of Torment is much better. So I'm going to be playing game day this weekend and I'm going to put two Doomwakes in the board. Because um, in the decks it's good against, it's very good. But yeah. I do feel like Herald is a lot more flexible. So I'm going to substitute the the Doomix for Heralds in the main. And uh, I think I'm going to try a single Abzan charm. Because um, I think that card is growing on me. Other than that, I'm very happy with the deck. I think Brain Maggot is good right now. I think Botsies is good right now. Banishing Light is good right now. Uh, junk, The junk colors just have a lot of answers to them, which I like. And, so, and Elsveth is good. So I guess... Because um, I was just curious uh, why you would play abzan constellation <laughs> instead of uh green black because i do really like the green black constellation version of like mono green devotion essentially like splashing black for uh doomwake giant and then mm -hmm. kind of going heavy on the idol on a blossoms cursor of crew fix like I, i've looked at that as an option for my green deck mm -hmm. um but i'm just curious so so banishing light is essentially why you're going with three colors instead of maybe uh, streamlining it to. And Elspeth. And Elspeth. Elspeth's good, of course. Yeah. Um, but I'm just curious. I mean, so. I mean, do um, you... I I do feel like mono green might be. It's on a lot of people's radars right now, mm -hmm. uh, as obvious, you know, from the pro tour. Yeah. yeah. Um, so with Amsan. Right. Um, I feel like, you know, Constellation is a lot harder for people to attack, like at least the people that I've run into where they know to like kill the Eidolon on site, but like they don't know what to do with the rest of you. Like, you know, right. they're so, it's something a lot of people aren't expecting to see. So there is the surprise factor there. I do feel like the engine is really strong, like the card advantage it can generate. Um, I admit I'm not very good with the Nykthos decks, like the, the ability to, okay, I have 30 mana floating, minus <laughs> 10, minus 4. I'm not good at that. And yeah, I, I, I don't want to be that person who can't close out games you right, know there are right. people who play these popular decks and then they don't win they spend so much time <laughs> playing with their food they spend so much time just trying to play where it's like you got to be able to beat me you know and i don't want to be that person who holds up the show so i've thought about it like when ross Merriam played his deck i would have absolutely played that but i know that i'm not there yet like i can't pilot it like that and um like those people who were playing blue white control back in the day when they would play it with just elixir <laughs> you yeah. know that was something not everybody could do and there were so right. many people that would just delay games because they weren't good <laughs> enough pilots and I just, yeah. I just don't want to do that so I, i'd rather play something that i know i'm comfortable with that i yeah. feel has a bit of an advantage the surprise factor um and i can have my cake and eat it too so i i absolutely did uh win a game against blue white control sorry greg at fnf <laughs> uh where uh I, my only out was him misplaying and decking himself hmm. so i played to my out and and he was like six revelation for, he had he had the elixir out and he goes sphinx of revelation for 15 and picks up his deck and i go cool i win <laughs> he goes what <laughs> i was like yeah you just drew your deck and you can't you drew more than you could draw so you lose he's like 
Oh, well, I guess that's how it works then. I guess I, 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 I learned a lesson. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I played him my out. It was my only out. It was like, well, I just have to hope that, because I knew he was new playing the deck. I was like, I just have to hope that he doesn't understand how decking himself works. And mm-hmm. he didn't, so yay. Um, <laughs> but I will say, I will say that I respect the uh, Constellation decks enough to run at least one Back to Nature in every Ooh. one of my sideboards. Um, so, Which isn't that big of a deal. Like, I mean, I, I have I have had people bring it in. And depending they, on how much you want to PayPal me, I can edit all this out. No, I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> I'm just I have, kidding. <laughs> I've had people bring it in. Like, I've seen people play it, but it either gets milled away with Genesis Hydra or they just don't draw it. Um, or I've been able to pluck it away with Thoughtseize or Brain Maggot and be okay. Yeah, it's pretty vital. <laughs> um, yeah, I've literally never had it come up. where well, they've never They've never landed it. But I'd like to think I'd be okay. Like, I'd like to think that... I mean, you got to understand, I played Living End for a year where people would pop Relic, and that's the sort of the same thing where people are like, ooh, I popped a Relic, you're done for. No. Right. Um, right. I can no, always you... rebuild. I can Absolutely. sandbag there's ways around it oh yeah no of course and not overextend you know you if you if you've played the deck long enough you should be good at playing the deck and you should understand that you know expect those things especially when you have things like thoughtsies you kind of know what's coming and if there's something really bad you can take it so yeah for sure um just real quick um i played in a couple events um over the weekend um and um so, okay. Oh, no. Last weekend. So, last weekend I played in a GPT, which was sealed. Um, and I lost in the finals, which was a bummer. But uh, it was it was, a, it was a good run. It's funny little side story. So, uh, Mate is one of uh, our buddies that uh, we play with and is part of our team. And um, round one of the GPT, I play against him. And he, he whoops me good. And I was like, that's okay, man. I'll get my revenge in the top eight. Right, like just kind of like, you know, messing around, trash talking, and then uh, I played him in the top four and beat him. Um, mm. And then the next day, we all get together. We leave six a.m. Uh, me, him, and Predrock. We all drive three hours to Austin, and we get down to Austin. And round one, I'm paired up versus Mate, and <laughs> he and he whoops me. I was like, ah, oh! I was like, all right, so you win the rubber match. Fair enough, but uh. Yeah, that was pretty brutal. <laughs> Three-hour drive, like, with the person chatting, and then it's like, okay, now we get to, like, dream crush one of us. So I, I, I actually heard from someone that you can ask for a repair in that situation. Um, and, you know, the judges may or may not give it to you, which is interesting. But uh, I, I, I have mean, never heard that ever. <laughs> if I mean, if you drive three hours to an event and you get paired mm-hmm. up with like someone you drove to the event with, yeah, you can ask for repair and sometimes they'll give it to you. So hmm. news to me, I don't know if that actually works, but try it for those of you listening and for those of you actually on the call. Try it next time. You go to, <laughs> you drive three hours to an event, like like me and Steven drive down to Waco. I get paired against Steven round one, because that's just my luck, I guess. And uh, and he beats me. I guess that's just my luck. Um, I, I should have asked for a repair, because, you know, I didn't want to have to play against a scrub like Steven. So uh, <laughs> if I had been playing against a real deck that I was actually prepared for, uh, <laughs> I would have had a better shot of winning. Uh, no, I'm kidding. But, uh, but so, so that was interesting. Um, yeah, lost in the finals of the GPT, which was a good performance. Uh, my uh, my PTQ performance was subpar at best. I went four, three, and one. Um, but I played out all the rounds because we're we're you know we're really playing for Planeswalker points at this point um, because we need. I think my cat just said "robble robble." Are, are you are you crazy? <laughs> what are you doing? I think he went "robble robble." I was like. <laughs> 
you are the Hamburglar. That is very strange. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, very, very, very poorly at the uh, at the PTQ. Um, Steven, are you you're playing this Saturday in the PTQ, right? Uh, I am. Yes, sweet. You played in. Uh, you played in. Um, in. Uh, oh, I played in states and some other stuff. It's not important. <laughs> it's getting a little. I don't know how much uh, how much time Aaron has here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we've already, you know, we covered the pro tour. Uh, I played in states and dropped to go visit my mom. <laughs> Very nice. Just... Aww, are yeah. you Jewish? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was gonna say Jews are just taking over this weekend. We've got no. Ari Lax and you and just Bobby. Just a nice guy. We'll probably. Might cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jewish. I'm very okay like, with how's that. that so. uh, that's, how's that offensive? Is like, <laughs> oh, I can't believe you'd claim that Jews like their mothers. <laughs> I remember. I can't I believe you a... claim that people who aren't Jewish don't like their mothers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember I had I made a joke one time. I was on. Uh, I was interviewed by my friend Matt Mendoza, who has a show on Mana Deprived, and I made a comment about the fact that every Sunday I go to McDonald's and I get breakfast and I balance my checkbook. <laughs> And I say, like, the good Jewish girl that I am. And I remember this guy tweeted me, and he was like, you're a bigot, and I don't support bigots. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm Jewish, and I, I'm balancing my checkbook. I'm, I'm balancing my finances every Sunday morning. I, wh- where's the problem here? And, like, my friends are Jewish. And even they're like, what's the big deal? We don't get it. He's not Jewish. The guy who was calling me a bigot hmm. is not Jewish. That's and I'm like, wh- if, that, if it's my people and I'm – you don't get to do that. Like, so right. I thought it was crazy, and he completely went off on me. And he's like, I will never listen to your show again. And I thought it was insane. I'm like, wow. really? Like, I, I could see if I had made a comment about me being African-American because I'm clearly not or if I made a comment about me having an Asian trait. Be mad at me all you want, but I'm, I'm Jewish. You, my real last name – like, Campbell wasn't my real last name. I wasn't born with that last name. My birth name – in Berg, I, I go to I sit Shiv. I've done it, you know. I'm I'm there, you know. Check my credentials. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wasn't. I was I was just joking. Uh, <laughs> oh, I know. I was just referring to the guy and him going, "You're not Jewish. What are you going to test me?" Like, <laughs> yeah. No, I I I played that Just Guy Sensi Tokens deck from the Pro Tour. It was sweet, but I hadn't played in paper, so I screwed it up a bunch. But I still went four and two, but actually went three and three because. Uh, the guy I beat in the last round actually saw me, like saying, like talking to my friends about how I was going to drop, and he's like, "Dude," <laughs> 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 and so I, I wanted the planeswalker points, and I was actually going to be a jerk and uh, drop after winning a round, which is kind of mean. Uh, but he he drove up from Houston. Oh man! So I was like, "Okay, you drove from Houston. I'll I'll I'll, I'll concede." So I actually I technically <laughs> went three and three. So we, right on, we right crossed out the the numbers. Um, the deck was actually really sweet. Uh, I, if I, with a little bit more preparation, uh, I think it could be really good. Uh, Hordling Outburst plus Just Guys NC is awesome. And, yeah, uh, does it run triplicate spirits? Like my, yes, deck? it uh, does. See, this is the exact deck I was talking about. It's... God, I'm just hitting every one of these out of the park. <laughs> yeah. I think that's all we got, right? We good? What? You're trying to, you trying to hang up on me? <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm not. You're trying to hang up on me. I thought we were friends, dude. I feel like you're. I feel like that those moments where you're, you're having an intimate moment with someone, and it's like, did you finish? Did you finish? And you're like, no. <laughs> like, you mean like when you're talking to them about like important things? <laughs> I know. What you, I know yes, exactly, exactly what you mean. Exactly what I'm talking I'm like, about. You know, my friends, like, you know, my, you know, my dad got cancer, and it was, really, and I'm just going, did you finish? Did you finish? <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, like you weren't listening to me. I was trying to like open up to you. Uh, oh, leave that comment floating there. Um, <laughs> so, uh, okay, cool. So yeah, so I think we've got everything covered. Um, the pro tour, not too many surprises. I think we saw a lot of this stuff coming. Um, but, uh, yeah, that is the one thing that, um, the one comment you made, Aaron, that I, I really agreed with was that like a lot of the decks in the, the end one. weren't ones. What's that? The one comment. One that comment. We agreed with. <laughs> Out of everything you said this episode, there was one thing that Steven agreed with, and here it is. Go that resonated the most. <laughs> um, was just that, yeah, the, like all the decks that actually ended up getting played were pretty much what we were expecting, what we saw at the SCG and what people were talking about potentially playing if they weren't actually getting played at the SCGs uh, leading up to the event. So, it, yeah, most of it was not – and it, any of the new decks did not seem to do that well. Uh, and I other still than... feel like there's a lot of room to brew. Like I said on Twitter, you know, I really hope that people don't just settle for what we've seen at the at the top eight and the top 16 even. I still feel like there are a lot of things you can do with some of these cards. And I hope people, you know, keep trying, you know, just because – for whatever reason, just because the pros either didn't come up with anything or, or didn't want to, I hope that doesn't deter people from still brewing. So there's a lot of good cards to be to be used, and um, I, I hope people tap into that. I still think Sidisi's a house. I still think she needs a home. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots of good cards. People just have to want to play with them. Right, and I, I think that it kind of goes two ways. You know, the brewers are going to brew, and this is a very – this is a – uh, a standard environment I feel that rewards brewing. Like, yeah, like I, I had Jeff when I had Jeff Hoogland on my show. He said this time is like Christmas for him, and that's exactly what it should be. Were you going to say Stephen? Sorry. Oh yeah, no. I just think that especially if people overreact to what happened at the Pro Tour, if people just build their decks to beat Abs and mid range, and they start they start you know adding more whips to their deck, adding more see the unwritten's. Uh, I mean that just opens things up for aggro. Uh, so if there's you know. Mono red with Hordling Outburst, which is probably what I'm going to try next, just yeah. because I, I played that card and it's it's just really sweet. So would you run the would you run the the trumpet blast or whatever? I was thinking about that actually, but probably not. No, because I mean I, I, it's a bad top deck on an empty board, but on a board where you just cast a Hordling Outburst, it's kind of outstanding, right? Yeah, if you're playing kind of like the mono red decks with like. Foundry or uh, Crow and Crusader, the one that yeah. made like little tokens and hammer hand and uh, hordling outburst and a trumpet last. I mean, that could be good. I mean, there's still plenty of room. I agree. There's definitely plenty more yet to be built and played. Absolutely no mono black aggro. Like, I don't think in the entire, like, at the entire Pro Tour. Why? What was that? Like, I think I there don't was know. exactly zero. Oswald, you're mono black kitty. What do you think about that? <laughs> <laughs> He didn't say. He's not talking. He's just sitting <laughs> in my lap. But um, I mean, I was I was kind of sad to see that. Um, but I, I I did get my Bloodstoke champions. Thank goodness it was the last card I needed to build the deck, so I'm ready. Um, although I have to say I really like Grim Horror Specs for Mono Black Aggro, but I'm really sad that Perilous Vault is the is the uh um the w- board wipe of choice. Um. In, in the, uh, you know, why is my brain not working? What's going on? <laughs> you know. This, uh, this is usually a lot earlier than we're, like, finishing, too, normally. Like, yeah. Well, it's I'm, usually, okay, like, so, 1 a.m. So I, I can't fall asleep when there are bad thunderstorms. So I didn't get to bed till 4 in the morning last night and I had to get up at, like, Aww. sub 8 
a.m. for work. So I was just kind of like, I'm, I, I'm, I had two energy drinks and I took like an hour long nap before this call. I was like oh, seven good. to eight, seven to eight. I just fell asleep watching uh, uh, soccer. But um, I'm surprised and, you can even blink. <laughs> and 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 soccer, not just watching soccer, but watching the Netherlands lose to Iceland huh how did that happen but that was kind of amazing um but Didn't germany lose germany lost to Poland. all right i'm sorry well this we did i derailed it Astrovia! <laughs> yeah i don't know what i was thinking of that. oh comment. man you get me started man i'm i'm oh i had to so i i'm so excited i get to i had to dvr uh the poland versus scotland match on like some Spanish channel because I just, for some reason it just, nobody wants to watch Poland play soccer because they played in the world cup last in 2006 and they didn't score any goals. They didn't score a single goal in their three games. And I well, was, well, they are Polish. I mean, Hey, <laughs> I'm, I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We have a huge Polish population. We'd love so, to pick so, on so, them. So, so, you, <laughs> so it's okay because you're from Milwaukee <laughs> where we love to pick on Polish people. <laughs> So that's why that's okay. The the I'm Jewish justification was fine. That makes sense. I'm from a place where there are lots of Polacks, so I have every right to make fun of those bricks. Is not that one doesn't fly. Uh. I don't think I can edit any of this out now. This is all I don't know how much of this I can actually edit out. Really. And my cat's sad now because he thinks I'm mad. It's about him. <laughs> He's going, but, 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 but. The whole time, I don't know if you've heard me talking about it, Aaron, but the whole time we're recording, my cat answers me because my cat answers me. So I'm just talking into a headset. And my cat's going, meow, meow, like re- responding back to everything I say, like I'm talking to him. Oh, and, man. Uh, so oh, now- my dog went to sleep. I didn't even notice. He stopped whining. You're like, he gave up. Meanwhile, my cat is drinking water from the bathtub faucet. <laughs> nice. Wow, that's sophisticated. Yeah. Some some cats have have exquisite tastes. I mean, what can you do? Yeah, I have to leave the faucet on uh, just like a little drip so she can drink from it. Otherwise, it, she will claw at it incessantly. <laughs> did we cover everything? <laughs> I think we're. Covered. I think we did. <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah, aggro decks. Play more of them. And keep brewing decks because it's yeah. Don't be lemmings because eventually you will walk off a cliff and die. So and buy my play mats. You have play mats. I do. I have Dexy's play mats. I made them with ink play mats and they look amazing. I can send you a picture. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, I'm selling my own mats and awesome. they look amazing. We've got some on there too, and it's so funny because um, uh, Stephen bought one and I <laughs> I got one years ago. Like, so when we play each other, it's really funny to see, like, his shiny new UMTG Taps mat and, and my, like, battle-scarred, like, I'm sure it's got some, I'm sure it has all kinds of food particles, and it's probably, it's probably, like, it has its own, like, ecosystem. It's really gross, but, uh, and it just looks like, oh, yeah, Steven's playing this homeless guy that has the same play mat as him. So anyway, thanks again, Aaron, for being on the show. Uh, we'd love to have you back on again sometime. It was a, it was a really fun time talking to you, and this is the first—I believe this is the first time we've ever talked. And um, you know, 
I've wanted you on my show for a while, actually. And part of what I had in mind when I asked if I could come on your show was sort of like a little exchange. So I was hoping that, you know, we could, you know, help promote each other and get our get our names out there and get to know one another. Because like I said, I've been a big fan of yours for a while. This was such an honor for me to be on the Yo MTG Taps. It was a big deal. And uh, yeah, I've been wanting to interview you for a while, Joe. So you have to come on my show and let me pick your brain and uh, we'll have a good time. Notice she did not say Stephen Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I win. No, but, um, uh, no, but uh, uh, no, that'd be awesome. And the only yeah. thing, so the only thing, and I, yeah, no, I'd love that. I was hoping you would you would offer something like that because I'd love to be on your show. I'm just scared of the amount of research you might do on me. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what you could dig up. Uh, you go on YouTube and search my my real name, Joe Panuska. You will find short films that I was in. Um, oh my! No, they're not PG, but they're not, <laughs> they're not X-rated either. Um, <laughs> well, but... why would I go looking for that? <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, no, but anyway. So no, that'd be really cool. I would love to do that. Um, yeah. So cool. That's something we can talk about in the future. But uh, it was great talking to you. Um, Thank you. It's like we've talked before. It was just very, very smooth and very fun and. And, and awesome you were a great guest and uh love to have you back sometime so um back. cool so anyway um i don't know how much of that i will edit but uh regardless view viewers viewers if you're staring at you <laughs> i don't know what to tell you but uh it never changes oh, oh. it never does anything it's just the logo <laughs> i want to do that one day where like like we have the player, like the, the the embedded player, like for uh for um for legit, like that's how we put the show on their website. Because for some reason, like doing it one way on WordPress doesn't work for that site. I don't know. It's really complicated to me. So we use this little flash player. It would be so awesome one day to because it just shows the logo of the show just to hmm. make it a video and not tell anyone. So it's just the video. It's just the Yo MTG taps logo. But then at one point in the middle of the show, it goes, ah, like it like, <laughs> it, like jumps out. And like, and like, you know, do some horrible fight club splicing. Yeah. Or just some, <laughs> yes! Oh, I love it. Uh, yeah, that's a good idea. God, I'm just, I'm just babbling. All right, let's end it. <laughs> I'm having good. I'm having too good of a time talking to y'all. I don't want to end it. It's like <laughs> I'm gonna start crying like Aaron did after the. <laughs> <laughs> We've been together an hour and a half, <laughs> but it feels like our entire lives. <laughs> I don't ever want it to end. Oh. I had it so bad that I was even hearing songs that made me think of it. So I was on the. I was on. I, I really had it bad. I was on the plane home and I had my iPod on shuffle and Skyfall by Adele came on. And I'm sitting in my plane and, you know, let the sky fall. We will stand tall. And I was like, and we will stand tall and And just everything reminded me of that experience. I had it bad for like a good couple of days. It was, it was terrible. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> P stories about people crying make me laugh. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, viewers, that's all we have for this week. We are Yo MTG Taps. Stop bitching, start brewing. I can't complain in my own lane. Never encounter fights with self-defense, leg swipes, alcohol, toss, molotovs, throwing dynamite. Now they get caught up in a hype for being so tight. Sag wicked jeans was hella me, mug right strike. Android thinking combined. Leroy Jenkins outlined the highest price. Hip-hop, you rap vaguely, I'm consistent.
I maintained a quiet life during open mics. Expectations is too high. Dreams holding it. I've lost friends and loved ones. Couldn't cope with it. Pursue music with a strength. Yo MTG Taps is available every other Thursday on legitmtg.com, iwantmymtg.com, mtgcast.com, and iTunes. Email us, yomtgtaps at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Tumblr, yomtgtaps.tumblr.com. Follow us on Twitter, at yomtgtaps. Follow me on Twitter, at omgwtfbhjftw. Follow Steven on Twitter, at m00npi. Follow Joey on Twitter, at Affinity for Blue. Featuring music by You'll Never Know and Logic Marsalis. Available at magneticmoments.bandcamp.com. Thanks for listening.